and welcome to this week's episode of the Legally Speaking podcast mini-series powered by Kissing Car. My name is Harry, Head Ambassador for Kissing Car and host for today's episode. Today, I am delighted to be joined by our guest feature, future trainee solicitor at CMS, Amelia Marr. Amelia is a recent Scots and English LLB graduate from the University of Dundee. In October, she will begin studying her Diploma in Professional Legal Practice, which is the Scottish equivalent of the LPC. In 2019, she was a participant on the CMS Academy, which is the firm's vacation scheme. She was later offered a training contract, which she will commence in August 2021 after the completion of her diploma in professional legal practice. Hi, Amelia. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. Hi, hi. Thanks so much for having me. No worries at all. I wanted to start by asking you about your legal career so far and your achievements to date. How did you find the whole application process when you were applying for vacation schemes? Yeah, it's a really good question. And I think it's fair to say that the whole application process for, you know, whether you're applying to vacation schemes or training contracts um, is incredibly daunting. It's long and it's tiring, but it's definitely worth it in the end. And as you see, the whole process because it's so long, it's undoubtedly best to just start as early as possible with your research, deciding which firms you want to apply to and brushing up on your commercial awareness. And I think because most firms now have very long application processes, usually you know, four stages, it's also important to kind of balance how many firms you're applying for. So I'm sure you've heard lots of people who have applied for 24 firms and maybe only got um, a couple of interviews, whereas those that are applying to, say, five or seven firms are um, much more successful using this route. But yeah, definitely, it's a very daunting process and it's, it's a hard process to get going, but it's definitely worth it in the end. Absolutely. How did you know that CMS was the right firm for you to do your training contract with? So I think this first came about when I was researching about the firm. And then, you know, when you attend the events and you get a feel for the culture of the firm, mind you, this was all pre-pandemic. So, you know, you could physically visit the firm and attend their presentation. But then obviously during the course of the vacation scheme, I felt like my passion for the firm was really coming through as well. And, you know, when you're on the vacation scheme, you're thinking about whether you fit into the firm, not just on paper. Because even if you're on the vacation scheme, um, it's obviously much more real than when you're just applying and seeing that, you know, you like the firm or you you're planning to apply to the firm and so on. And so, you know, when you're looking at whether the firm is right for you, I looked at things like the type of work that was assigned, the culture. So when I really enjoyed the work that I was assigned on the vacation scheme at CMS, culture was, you know, very supportive and collaborative. But at the same time, I was also given a lot of responsibility and independence. Well, there was lots of events and socials. So you sort of feel like you clicked with the firm. And then that's when I knew the firm was right for me. So what I say is, you know, culture is obviously very important. Then it's just a waiting game to see that you're a good fit for the firm. And so obviously I was quite relieved when the firm thought the same thing about me and then offered me a training contract in the end. But I do always think that people end up in the right firm for them. If you feel like you don't fit into firm X, generally you'll fit into you know firm Y or, or another firm. Of course. And what do you think it was that made your application stand out? Yeah, that's another really good question. I think for me, when I was applying, I had a wide variety of life experiences. So, you know, when I was younger, I did a lot of competitive figure skating, also played piano until grade eight, and then also amassing a variety of legal experience, but also non-legal work experience. And so from this, you kind of gain a wide range of transferable skills to boost your CV. And even if you're not able to get legal work experience, you know, any work experience is good. So you can focus on what transferable skills that you've gained. So now I also do a lot of bigger student coaching and also teaching piano. And so I do this. And then, you know, from this, you can talk about the teamwork skills, communication skills that you gain, and you can talk about and draw your skills from. Um, and obviously, all the different firms are looking for different skills and different personality traits. I think what made um, me stand out in my applications is that I fit each one of my skills to what the firm was looking for. Kind of like having a matching up game. So it's crucial in that sense that you have this clear link between your skills and why you're a good all-rounder and then why you'd fit well into the firm that you're applying to. 
Brilliant stuff. And what did you find most daunting about the application process and how did you overcome this? So I think the hardest part is sometimes actually just getting started and putting pen to paper or as we're, you know, laptops, everything now. But I think for my particular technique was to always plan out the answers for the application questions first. Did you do this three or four questions on the online application? And I think about what skills and experiences I'm bringing to the table and what kind of value I can add to the firm. Uh, I think about what, what kind of candidate the firm is looking for, what attributes the firm highly value, um, because it varies from firm to firm. And after I've done this, each question and each answer goes through many, many drafts and redrafts. So you can see why it's important to just start as early as you can. So starting is very daunting. In overcoming this, what I like to do is I write down all my different skills um, and all my work experiences. Then I highlight what the main skills or the takeaway from each of the experiences are. So it's kind of like a matching up exercise. And then from this, you can answer, you know, if there's a question that says, you know, please talk about a time that you were in a team and you had to communicate effectively. So then I can easily pick up the skill or experience and then just write about that experience. And it's the same sort of techniques that I use for video interviews. So you can write them in flashcards and this makes preparing for your answers and for the video interview much easier. But yeah, it's definitely a daunting process, but, you know, getting started is the hardest part. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, you have a very active presence in the online legal community. Did you want to tell our audience about any projects that you're currently working on? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, so after I got my training contract with CMS, uh, I started my website. It's called See Through Law. And what it is, it's a platform where I can share all my top tips in, and I blog about all the different stages of the application process. And I noticed that a lot of people were also particularly interested in my experiences and my time with CMS. So then I added in a, a specific CMS section so people could hear more about my time there. So my website is constantly updated with new blogs. And when I get asked new questions or emails to cover specific topics, um, then I'll blog about those. On C3 Law, there's lots of links to resources, such as the free practice test for the online testing stage of the application process. So yeah, C3 Law is kind of my main project at the moment. But over you know the pandemic, with a lot of things going virtual, I've been attending a lot of webinars, paneling, quite a few events, doing podcasts like these. Um, and so when I do something like this, I will also blog about it. And it's also a chance for me to connect more with my readers and just share what I get up to during this year. And then when I'm on the diploma as well. So it's coming up for its first birthday as well. So I'll be doing a giveaway. So lots of things going up at the moment. So definitely keeping busy. Um, and I'm also mentoring a couple of students through various initiatives and providing advice to, you know, LinkedIn members or anybody that I get emails and things from. So yeah, uh, lots of projects going on and definitely keeping busy even during this pandemic. Of course, congratulations on your project anyway. I'm sure it's really beneficial for much. aspiring lawyers out there. So definitely, guys, be sure to check that out. I wanted to conclude by asking you something that I like to ask all of our guests. What changes do you think need to be made within the legal profession to make a career in law more accessible to everybody? Yeah, that's definitely a really um, prevalent thing, especially with diversity and inclusion. There's much more focus now. Um, I think in terms of making the profession more accessible, I think firms need to make sure that all their vacation schemes are accessible. If you think about it from a social mobility point of view, you know, you hear about a lot of people who want to go to open days or want to attend vacation schemes, but can't afford to take time off work or because, you know, perhaps the vacation scheme isn't paid or, you know, expenses travel aren't reimbursed and that sort of thing. So it makes it quite difficult for some people to attend these events to then get into the profession. So I think definitely considering 
you know, what support is available for these kind of students who perhaps need a little bit more help with travel expenses or, um, you know, taking time off work if they're on the vacation scheme. And I think this will definitely help with diversity and inclusion as well within the firm and something hopefully more and more firms will pick up on to increase accessibility to the profession. Absolutely. All brilliant points. Well, thank you ever so much for coming on today. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. It's been a real pleasure having you on and great to hear your insights alongside many of the things that you've learned throughout your legal journey. I wish you all the best for the future and good luck for when you start your training contract in 2021. Thank you so much, Harry. Lovely to meet you. Thank you all very much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you enjoyed listening.